This Week in HPC by Intersect 360 Research. Battling COVID-19 at Lawrence Livermore National Labs. It's This Week in HPC. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to another episode of This Week in HPC with Intersect 360 Research, distributed in partnership with HPC Wire. I'm Addison Snell with Intersect 360 Research, and This Week in HPC, I've got a special episode where I'm joined by Jim Brazi, who's in the Computing Directorate at Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory. Jim, thanks very much for joining me This Week in HPC. Hey, happy to be here. I really wanted to talk to you because we've had a huge focus, of course, worldwide on the COVID-19 or novel coronavirus pandemic, and you've been involved in a lot of work going on at the National Lab effort as we're trying to dedicate supercomputing resources to help scientists, epidemiologists, pharmaceutical companies, all in the general research battle against COVID-19. To start, can you talk about just what are some of the myriad ways supercomputing can get deployed that help researchers in the battle against the virus spread? Sure. Um, yeah, computing is used uh, almost across the board in, in, in understanding and building models for how we can respond to COVID-19. Uh, it's used in, in analyzing the, uh, the structure of the virus from from systems like uh, like X-ray crystallography or cryo-electron microscopy. It's used in understanding the, uh, the interaction between the virus and human cells using things like, uh, like molecular dynamics simulations and that type of thing. It's used in identifying targets in the, on the virus, on the viral proteins or, or in the, the co-complexes of the virus with human proteins. Um, from, you, know, you go on from there to, uh, to computational design and screening of large sets of molecules, of antibodies, vaccines, all the way to um, then epidemiological models, um, flow models of, of, of ventilator systems and so on used in hospitals. Uh, HPC really is applied across a large um, area and, and set of applications for this. Lawrence Livermore is one of the premier supercomputing sites in the United States. Can you talk about how Livermore is involved specifically and how you're involved specifically? Are you touching all of these types of applications? Are you specializing in any particular area, public-private partnerships? What's going on at Livermore? Yeah, we have several uh, specific projects that we have started up. Uh, based on work that we've been doing in, in computational biology and predictive models in biology for, for many years. We have work uh, specifically on analyzing the uh, viral proteins and trying to understand what the best spots on those proteins would be for targeting with either small molecules or antibodies. So we'll take uh, things like the, the new crystal structures that are coming out, uh, combine that with um, with the sequence information that we have from the virus and build um, uh, high resolution models of, of potential interaction sites and so on. We have then a, a project that we've actually been um, uh, working on for quite some time. Um, it's a, it, it's, it comes out of a, of a partnership we've developed over the past five years called ADAM, where it stands for um, Advancing Therapeutic Op Opportunities in Medicine. It's a collaboration with um, across a number of DOE labs uh, with the National Cancer Institute, uh, GlaxoSmithKline, and the University of California at San Francisco. 
Um, the collaboration is really aimed at building a platform for accelerated molecular design uh, for you know, rapid production of medicines. So we're actually taking a lot of the tools that we've developed there with some focus on cancer applications because NCI is a partner, uh, but now repurposing those tools and using them to develop uh, potential new antiviral molecules for, uh, for, for this outbreak. So that's one of the, uh, the major projects we have. We're doing large scale screening of molecules. We're doing uh, that optimization of the molecular structures to, to enhance their safety and their pharmacokinetic properties. And then ultimately we're feeding those to sort of newly emerging experimental capabilities, some at the national labs, some at uh, partners like UCSF uh, to actually test those and validate the designs uh, that, that might be used, which designs might actually be useful for application here. <clears throat> so that's another area of work. Finally, I, I, I talk also about the, a very similar project that we're doing, but in the computational design of antibodies. So these are large molecules, proteins, or complexes of proteins that interact with the virus and, and stop its operation um, and, can, uh, and can do that very, very effectively and rapidly. So these are um, uh, designs of much larger molecules than we're doing for the, the small molecule antiviral drugs, but ones which can, um, can be produced fairly rapidly and don't have as many of the potential safety issues uh, and therefore can be approved faster. So working on uh, antibody treatments like this has been a particular area of focus for us as well. And we have a number of uh, designs ready to go on this that are being manufactured right now. And then we'll, we're hoping to get initial experimental feedback on these therapeutic antibodies as, as early as the next few weeks. So we're very excited about this. And, um, and hopefully we, we, um, we get good results out of this, um, at least results that we can feed back into the designs and do the, um, for the next round of, of work on, on this. So we're pretty optimistic about that approach. Yeah, th this really strikes at uh, the, the heart of what's going on with regard to the urgency in this project. Oftentimes when people talk about scientific research, there's a lot of for the good of humanity and building our general scientific body of knowledge that, that has some future benefit that we might not fully understand. But now we're talking about a project that's real and present in our lives right now. And we, we, we look at daily trackers that tell us how many cases, how many lives lost, and, and people yeah. really want scientists to catch up as fast as we can. So what, you know, what's going on now? Do we have early results coming out of the lab? Yeah, yeah, we have, we have designs that we've done. Um, we're, we, we have those in, in, in our starting experimental testing on these now. So yeah, the urgency on this is, 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 is very high right now. As, as you said, We've been talking about this and working on this for a number of years in, in, in various application areas because this it's been clear to us as we as we uh, have looked at the at the at the possible um, threats that sort of face us in these in these areas that this that a pandemic um, uh, infectious disease like this is a, is a likely thing. This has happened before. It's happening now. It'll it'll happen again. Um, and being prepared to actually rapidly be able to produce specifically designed therapeutics is something that, that, that is a capability that we just really strongly need in this country, I think, and, and in the world. And um, 
to be to be prepared for this because these 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 um, you know viral viral diseases like this will continue to emerge, and we need to have the tools in place to be able to respond rapidly. And as we pointed out, you've got access to some of the most powerful supercomputing resources in the world with Sierra and other supercomputers. How subscribed are you with this kind of work right now? Are, are things getting reprioritized or non-COVID-19 projects being put on hold? Where are we in terms of supply versus demand of supercomputing power? Um, we've, you know, Lawrence Livermore and and our sister uh, DOE Labs. You know, we we host you know the most powerful computers in the world. We we are absolutely prioritizing these systems to work on COVID nineteen. There's no higher priority for our computing resources right now. Um, the um, I, I wouldn't, but I wouldn't say we're uh, we've stopped all the other research that we're doing. We we um, we work on a lot of very important and high priority national security problems at Livermore, a lot of sort of leading edge science problems. Those are still continuing and so on. But the the teams that are working on COVID nineteen response, whether it's in um, in in specific therapeutic design in trying to understand the function and uh, structure of the virus, those are getting the top priority. You made an excellent point with regard to the importance of these applications, not only for COVID-19, but also for other application areas, like, for example, national security. I talked to Carlo Cavazzoni of Cineca in Italy a couple of weeks ago on an episode of this podcast, and he was right in the epicenter of the Italian outbreak there that was so devastating. Here we are in Northern California, which is one of the original hotspots in the United States. And it's, it's interesting to look at how it's affecting us both professionally and personally. And when it comes to the national labs, what's considered essential when it comes to Lawrence Livermore National Labs? How are things operating now? How are you coping? Well, I'd say as far as the lab goes, um, we've been on sort of minimal safe operations for several weeks now um, where, you know, the first priority is always that is to maintain the safety of the lab and, and the people who are there. We're continuing to run our computer systems. Uh, we're continuing to um, have some minimal level of lab operations, particularly in areas that are related to the COVID-19 response. And there are a, a, a few specific national security priority projects that are continuing to operate at a at a fairly low rate, but um, but getting the important work that they're doing uh, uh, done done at at a, at a reasonable level anyway. I'd say you know for me personally, um, being a uh, uh, in the in the computing department at Livermore, and um, I can I can pretty much work remotely as well as I can um, there most of the time, and. Uh, so, uh, but just getting used to uh, to working, um, you know, completely through, uh, uh, you know, virtual meetings and so on is, has uh, been a, a little bit of a learning experience. And um, we're looking forward to getting to getting back to relative, whatever the new normal will look like sometime in the next weeks and months here. And we're all trying to figure out what that new normal is going to look like. It feels to me a lot like things are, are changing very dynamically on a daily basis. Sometimes the, the world looks different by evening than it did first thing in the morning. How do you think this might evolve your work at Livermore over the next coming weeks? And I know this is also a priority at the at the entire DOE level that there's a consortium involved here. How do you see this evolving? Yeah, I think I think. But well, one thing that I, I I hope we'll see is that there are, there will be a continuing prioritization of 
of, of building up a sustainable capability for rapid response and for having sort of the open data, open transparent uh, research on, on uh, you know, how we design new molecules for medicines and so on. Yeah, as you mentioned, there's a, uh, this has also fostered some, you know, some new, really new and unprecedented levels of cooperation on getting uh, things like computing resources to groups all around the world that that can take advantage of them. We, DOE has really come together and, and pulled together as part of this um, this COVID nineteen HPC consortium to to help with that. And I think the uh, that's a, that's I think something that I hope is a sustainable uh, result as well. That um, seeing the levels of cooperation that we're seeing between uh, between agencies, between labs, and so on is great. I've been speaking with Jim Brazi, who's managing multiple computing projects within the Computing Directorate, Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory. Jim, thank you very much for taking some time out of your very busy schedule to join me on the podcast today. I'll let you get back to work. I'm very grateful for the important work that you're helping to oversee. Uh, my pleasure, Addison, and good to talk to you. And thanks to you for tuning in. Stay safe out there. Everybody keep sheltering. You've been listening to This Week in HPC, brought to you by Intersect 360 Research, actionable market intelligence for high-performance computing. For more information, visit intersect360.com.